Switch and Board is a brand new podcast studio in downtown D.C. With the ability to record and live stream up to five speakers at a time, Switch and Board can get your podcast off the ground or take it to the next level. Go to switchandboard.com for details or follow them on Instagram at switchandboard. Welcome to Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I am your host, Keila Hill Trawick, and today is the episode that probably most of you have been waiting for. We are going to talk about decoding taxes. Um, it is the most oft requested topic, um, whether from workshops or even from the feedback that you all have given me so far about what you want to hear. And so we'll just jump right into it. We will start, as always, with our vocabulary words. Um, The first one is going to be withholding. Withholding tax is the tax that you owe the federal and state um, for working, for making money, basically. Um, If you're a W-2 employee, you will see this as federal withholding on your check and also the state that you live in. Your employer takes it out of your check and then remits it to the proper authorities on a biweekly, monthly, or quarterly basis. If you are self-employed, you pay withholding taxes through quarterly taxes or at the end of the year, which we'll talk about in an upcoming episode. Schedule C. Your Schedule C is going to be the additional form that you have in your tax return that reflects all of your income and expenses from your self-employed activities. So some people will hear self-employed and think, oh, I don't have my own business. This doesn't apply to me. If you are freelancing, if you are, you know, selling soap out of your trunk, Um, even if it's a side hustle, it is still self-employed. And so don't get caught up by hearing self-employed and thinking, oh, that only applies to people who have their own, quote, real business. If you are making money and it is not through an employer, you are considered self-employed by the IRS and will probably have an associated Schedule C on your tax return that you'll have to file. The last vocabulary word for today is deductions. Deductions are deductible expenses. Um, Sometimes you will hear it interchanged with um, itemized deductions, which is another part of your tax return that we're not going to talk about today. But just know when I say deductions in this episode, we're talking specifically about expenses related to your business that you're able to use to reduce your taxable income. So one of the major questions that comes up when it comes to taxes is, how do I know what I'm supposed to claim? How do I know what I'm supposed to file? So we will, in a future episode, talk about how your business entity type impacts how you file taxes. But as a self-employed person, just know that for the most part, it's going to go through your 1040. You may have a separate schedule on that same tax return, but you won't have to think about your business taxes as a separate component of your personal taxes. When we're looking at your tax return, you want to look at the financial statements that we talked about in an earlier episode. If you haven't heard that one, go back and take a listen so that you can get some more information about which financial statements give you the information that you need for your tax return. But the big one is going to be your profit and loss statement. At the end of the day, you are taxed on profit, not income. The reason that that's really important is because when you get a dollar, if it takes you 50 cents to make that 
dollar, you're only taxed on the remaining 50 cents. A lot of people will automatically assume they've earned revenue, so they must have to pay it, pay taxes on that revenue, and that's not necessarily true. There are going to be other expenses that you had to incur in order to make that revenue, and the IRS graciously allows you to deduct those expenses so that you can reduce your taxable income. You should be tracking your deductible expenses throughout the year. Um, we talked about how to do that in a prior episode um, through your accounting system, but you want to make sure that you're capturing all of your expenses. Um, there are two points to make about that. The first is that you also have to capture all of your income. That is regardless of how you got paid. Um, people seem to think that if they get paid through PayPal or if they get paid in cash, they don't technically have to report it. The IRS wants to know about all of it. Do not think that just because you didn't get paid through some, quote, formal payment system that you're not required to include that income in your tax return because you are. On the other side of that, your deductible expenses are going to be anything that is ordinary and necessary for the running of your business. There are some obvious ones that everyone thinks about. So you think about the software that you pay for in order to run your business, advertising, um, office expenses. If you're a maker, you'll think about the supplies um, and other purchases that you have to make in order to make your craft. Also travel and meals. There's special rules that apply to some of them. We'll go to those in a bit. But one of the things that I want to bring up is it's not just those items. So one that often gets overlooked is training. If you go to training or you go to a conference or anything that helps you to be better in your business, you're able to deduct that as an expense, not just the cost of that training or that conference, but also the cost of getting there. So if you park, if you took an Uber there, if you took public transportation and you paid for it, you can also deduct those expenses. Another deductible expense is meals. One thing to keep in mind is that usually people are thinking of business meals, which means that you have taken a client out to eat or you're meeting up for a networking opportunity or a potential lead. Those meals are only 50% deductible. You used to also be able to claim entertainment expenses. Those were removed with the most recent tax law. Um, the example that I like to give for that is in the past, if you had taken a client to a football game and paid for dinner, you would be able to claim both as deductible expenses. Now you can claim 50% of the dinner but can no longer claim the cost of the football game. One expense that comes up often <laughs> that people get confused quite a bit is the home office deduction. Um, your home office, one, is required by the IRS to be regularly and exclusively used for business. This means if your guest bedroom or your dining room is also your office, you cannot claim it. Regularly means that you use it often, and exclusively means that you don't use it for anything else. There's no expectation that no one ever walks into that room to do anything else. So if you have an office that has a TV, um, that can be fine, but that can't also be your family room. It needs to just be used for your business. Um, I have had clients who have claimed or tried to claim their entire house as their home office because there are things for their business all over, but you can only claim the square footage that is actually your home office. Um, and in that sense, you get to claim all the expenses related to your house, 
proportionally based on the square footage of the home office versus the square footage of the whole house. Car expenses also come up pretty often. And just know the main thing to have in order for that is mileage needs to be tracked. You need to track mileage either via an app. There are plenty of them that will track you every time you're moving and come up with a trip. And then you will let it know whether that was a business trip or a personal trip. Um, But you need to track it because you have to be able to see how much of your mileage was business and how much of it was personal. You can only claim your business miles. And even then you have two options. You can either claim the standard mileage rate, which is an IRS generated rate every year, or you can take your total car expenses for the year, apply them again proportionally to the business miles versus the total miles that you drove for the year and use that amount on your Schedule C, which we talked about earlier, to cover your car expenses as deductible expenses. Self-employment taxes. There are a little bit of additional taxes that you have to pay as a self-employed person that you're not required to pay in the same way when you work for someone. Self-employment taxes are the employer and the employee side of Medicare and Social Security tax. When you work for someone, You always have the withholding taxes that we talked about earlier withheld, but you also have Social Security and Medicare tax. They pay half, which is about 7.5%, and you pay the other half out of your check. When you work for yourself, you pay both sides. You pay the employer and the employee side. The IRS tries to make that a little bit more palatable by allowing you to deduct half of it as an expense, but just remember that this is additional cost that you don't have to worry about when you're working for someone else because they take care of some of that for you and they also file on your behalf. We'll talk about estimated payments in a future episode, but one thing to remember is that the IRS is a pay-as-you-go system, which means they want to get paid throughout the year. They do not take kindly to you deciding that you don't want to pay them until April 15th and can penalize you accordingly. So that's it for round one of decoding taxes. I hope that this was helpful. We'll have an upcoming episode that will talk about how tax prep is year-round and how to stay prepared throughout the year for your tax return. If you have any questions on this, feedback, or additional things that you'd like to have added in a future episode, please let us know at hello at littlefishaccounting.com or slide in our DMs in Instagram at littlefishaccounting. To find out more about our services, please visit littlefishaccounting.com. You can find this and all upcoming episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. A public service announcement from Little Fish Accounting. I am a certified public accountant, but not necessarily your accountant. For details on your specific situation, please contact us to become a client or an accountant in your area to give you specific advice on your needs.